Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome back in to another edition of the Chiefs Training Camp Report on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Hopefully we won't have any issues today. My power went out yesterday in the middle of the show. Um, So we're going to kind of recap some things that we didn't get to talk about yesterday as well as some things that we saw in the practice field up in St. Joseph, Missouri today. So without further ado, let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney, it, it's Peanut Thursday, Sweeney. What's going on up in St. Joe? Hey, Steve. Yes, it is hot again uh, for the second day in a row, a little bit muggy. I think we were in the 70s or 80s, probably in the low 80s right now, if I had to guess. And it's really supposed to pick up temperature-wise on Sunday. Uh, the veterans, we've been told, will be getting here you know, somewhere between Friday night saturday night it's a little bit atypical than maybe it's been in previous years where there was a designated time and in the days of the sausage anthony sherman you would see him show up it's a little bit looser this year it's probably because there are just so many days of training camp we are starting in mid-july as opposed to late july and i think andy Reid is a little bit looser about when these guys are going to be showing up and so that'll happen over the weekend and it'll really start to heat up in in the 90s and approach the high 80s and the 90s and even get as high as 100, I believe, as far as a high goes uh, into next week. And so trying to enjoy the the cooler weather right now (laughs) while we can. Yeah. Uh, next week, I last time I looked at the forecast, it said every day might approach 100. So it is going to be hot next week on that St. Joseph, Missouri practice field. you begin to wonder if, if there is a like a t-shirt requirement for the media at that point. And that's seeming <laughs> to be hot under the tent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, dress appropriately, hydrate plenty. Um, Rasheed Rice, they need to make sure that he is drinking plenty of fluids after yesterday's practice. And we can get into some of that stuff today, Pete. But uh, first off, I want to ask you about running back Isaiah Pacheco. He's been one of the more popular storylines is, you know, he's, on the practice field, but in the non-contact jersey after a couple of off-season surgeries. But he seems like he is in really good spirits, and he seems like he is expecting to be ready to go for week one. Yeah, uh, before your your power went out yesterday, uh, I was explaining you know, what we're seeing up here because uh, there's less video. We won't get the, the full video of all the camp until uh, Sunday when you're able to shoot the whole practice. But uh, Isaiah Pacheco looked looks like at this stage like he was almost never injured right we know about the labrum and we know about the hand surgeries that had to occur after the super bowl he was playing through pain and injury in the super bowl so a credit to him uh, for for doing that uh but he's cutting really well the burst and the angry explosiveness that he's known for is there has showed no issues out of the backfield catching passes and stride high pointing balls um and then you know we finally get him in the, in the media room today, the podium, 
and the Chiefs won't do that unless a guy is feeling good, right? Uh, we have seen a tendency for the Chiefs not to put guys even at, at the press conferences if they're ailing a little bit. And so Isaiah Pacheco seems to be coming along. I did ask him directly, do you feel like you'll be ready for week one in, in Pacheco fashion? You know, soft-spoken at the podium, but direct, he said absolutely. So I don't think 49 days away there's anything for – any Chiefs fans or fantasy owners alike to be worried about, Isaiah Pacheco's going to be good to go against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, if uh, you did a fantasy draft in the last couple of days and you were swooping up Clyde Edwards-Alaire hoping he was going to be a value for you in the first few weeks, it seems like that is not the case based on what we heard from Isaiah Pacheco today. Yeah, yeah, I would I would use your your later picks uh, on, a, on a more muddled situation somewhere else around the league. <laughs> So I, I want to talk to you about the wide receivers. Obviously, that's the, I think, position group that we have the most questions on heading into the 2023 regular season. And I'm assuming no Justin Ross ag again today. Uh, I know we talked about it yesterday, but we got cut off before I feel like we could really get into details. Yeah, this has been a, a point I, I think fans have been looking for. And the people that are out there that are really hoping that Justin Ross is a thing and, and what a treat that would be for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, those folks are, are coming into defense. I, I've seen on social media saying, well, you know, this is a veteran and quarterback camp. Yeah, but Mike Edwards is here. You know, yeah, we talked about Pacheco. Uh, Cornell Powell drafted a couple of years ago. He, you know, he's up here. Uh, so as you're trying to, to use deductive reasoning on this thing, it's I think it, it creates one of two situations when it comes specifically to Justin Ross. It's A, the Chiefs have held him back and, and decided to. Remember, he, he missed uh, portions of the offseason because they were being uh, cautious for one reason or another. Remember, they don't provide us injury reports in the offseason, but it seemed like they were held, held holding him back, similar to Edwards, similar to McDuffie, with some kind of injury. Um, so that's one scenario. The other scenario is, is perfectly healthy and someone who really wants to make this team who missed all of last year just decided not to be up here. And so either way, it has to be one of those. You're not really feeling great about the whole Dustin Ross situation. I had mentioned on the podcast yesterday that I have him probably at wide receiver 10 on my list right now. So I think he has some work to do, especially after the, the first day that we saw from Nico Remigio, another camp hopeful that has sort of entered the mix here. Uh, and the bottom line is, I think the Chiefs are keeping six receivers anyway. So, you know, even if even if Ross were to have a spectacular camp, I think the ceiling you're looking at uh, is probably the, the practice squad if you were to make it through. But again, to make the practice squad, you actually have to have practices at training camp. And I'm not even sure if we'll see that on Sunday. So a little bit of a wait and see on Justin Ross. But I, I'll be honest with you guys, and, and I hate to say this, I'm not optimistic. I think early in the offseason, I was kind of talking myself into Justin Ross. And as we've progressed, I'm kind of leaning more towards where you are, Pete. And I feel like for him to make this team, especially with as many wide receivers as they brought in, he's really going to have to flash something in this veteran camp. Um, it's not at a point where, you know, you as a rookie, you don't even get him on the field at all, basically. And now you have to yeah. now you need him to really show up and make an impact or show that he belongs on the roster. Right. And like forget about the, the top six that we know, which we know about the Stone Cold four locks that includes Rasheed Rice who's the rookie. So the two spots that I think people want to you know, force these potential people into would be the Justin Watson spot. It would be the Richie James spot. And again, they have guaranteed money that you'd be throwing away if the Chiefs do keep, keep six receivers. 
And then, you know, you get to the hopefuls and where I was saying where Nico Remigio is on the field, he has a, a nice day yesterday. I, I tend to think he'll be on the practice squad. Mir Smith-Marset had a nice offseason. John Ross provides you know, that, that returning upside that I don't think Justin Ross does. And so not only is it hard to get him in the top six, which is where you need to be, I don't have him in front of a couple guys that are hopefuls you know, at this point because we just haven't seen him on the field. So I hate to be Debbie Downer when it comes to Justin Ross. I, I know that I've been like that since last year, but you got to really see this guy on the field if you're going to just pencil him into the 53-man roster, and I just have not seen it with my own eyes yet. And, of course, I always add this. I hope I'm very wrong about this, but I'm, I'm just telling you and, and how you know, I'm, I'm describing how I see it at this stage. Yeah, and you know, bringing in a player like Richie James, which we found out the Chiefs at one point actually tried to trade for him, uh, and his versatility as a returner and things like that. They're just things you probably don't have in Justin Ross, so it's going to be tough for him. And you, know, you mentioned Rasheed Rice, obviously second-round pick. He's going to be a lock to make this roster, but had a little bit of a tough go on day one of rookies and quarterbacks. It seems like he did not throw up today. So how was day two for the rookie wide receiver? Yeah, you, you mentioned it. Uh, it was, it was day one uh, and, and he was running around like crazy and he, he did end up having some nausea, some exhaustion and did vomit on the field day one. It kind of joked about it at the podium and that's part of the course. You've seen other players throw up at practice and, it's crazy. I mean, you look at these athletes, I know they're paid a lot of money, but they just get right up and go on to the next play in, in a couple minutes time. And he was able to do that. It, it is worth mentioning because we had said that during OTAs, Andy Reid was forthcoming and, and saying that he had some conditioning to do. Apparently he did that with his former SMU teammate, Shane Bouchelle, uh, ahead of camp. I thought that was a very interesting piece at the press conference that he had yesterday. Patrick Mahomes had some other things going on, as we saw very publicly. And so he linked up with Shane Bouchelle and got some insight into where Patrick Mahomes is going to want him. And we mentioned there was some exhaustion yesterday. He seemed to be taking it a little bit more easy between plays on Thursday. But when the ball was snapped, I I thought he, he still continues to look like he is one of those guys that is well above the rest of the players at this camp and should be, right? This was a a draft pick for the Chiefs and one that they hope can contribute in some capacity by the end of the year. We know about the history with Andy Reid receivers. Sometimes it takes a year in their system to really get going, but the Chiefs could use them, right? They didn't get Juju Smith-Schuster back. They weren't able to land uh, DeAndre Hopkins. We know about Kadarius Toney's injury history. And so the quicker that Rasheed Rice can come along here, the better the Chiefs will be. And so maybe he can buck that trend of Andy Reid wide receivers really coming into their own in their second season rather than their first. And moving to the defensive side of the ball, we talked a little bit about Tershawn Wharton before we were uh, abruptly interrupted yesterday. Um, So obviously he's working his way back from an ACL injury that ended his season last year, but he is a player who has shown promise for the chiefs in the past. And just curious if you got any other insight on, Tershawn Wharton at today's camp because if he's not ready for week one if he's a player that has to miss the first few games of the season or something like that we could see a ton uh, of rookie Keandre Coburn in the mix for the Chiefs defensive line yeah and you have Charles Amenu who's that inside outside guy I think they really like the prospect of him next to Chris Jones Eric Nadi is back in the mix here so Chiefs are, are okay when it comes to to tackles but Turk is a very underrated player and has been for years and finally saw him maybe break through last year before the injury. I remember Steve and 
if you're a Chiefs fan, you remember this play when I say it. One of the craziest plays we've seen in recent years is when he had that interception against the Washington football team where he pinned the ball in David Tyree fashion against the guy's head and kind of sealed the game for Kansas City. He's a playmaker. He is a guy that will knock down balls at the line, run stuffing type of guy. And so the sooner that he's ready, the better. It's good to see that we have him up here right now going through rehab. It's been off to the sideline. We talked about Pacheco. Pacheco's been on the field. He's been doing everything but seven on seven. Turk Wharton is a ways away from there. So he's going to start on the physically unable to perform the PUP list. And we'll see when he is uh, activated and, and does take in a practice. This is a little bit atypical this year. We mentioned it at the top about how long training camp is. There's still 49 days to the regular season. So I think we're getting a little bit earlier look at, at what his rehab has been. I'm not ready to say that we're necessarily going to see Turk before the start of the season. Right now, you're just seeing him do rehab-type drills uh, on the sideline. If he were to stay in that PUP, he would miss the first six weeks of the year. Uh, again, we'll, that is a, a big-time wait and see. We'll see as we go, uh, but they would certainly like to have him in the mix. It's just going to be how soon can he come along from that torn ACL. Yeah, and you mentioned it. Charles Amenahu is a guy that uh, I think Brett Veach even called him a defensive tackle. Like he, He's a guy that yeah. has moved inside and outside his yeah. entire career. So, yeah, so just a quick point on Amenahu. I know we're talking about camp these past two days. He's not up here yet. He'll, he'll be here sometime Friday and Saturday. I, I think the, the part that the Chiefs really liked was his upside inside. Not to say that, like Chris Jones, he, he can't for a third of the time pop on the outside. And we know that defensive line coach Joe Cullen likes to mix and match. But, yes, he, I, I believe the Chiefs acquired him more so for what he can do on the inside of the line. And final thing for me, Pete, before we get out of here and uh, let you try to get to writing so you can get back from St. Joseph, Missouri, we heard from Isaiah Pacheco. We already mentioned that. We also heard from rookie Chamari Connor and veteran safety Mike Edwards today. Uh, any takeaways from day two of Chiefs media availability? Yeah, I, I mentioned that I think it was enormous for the Chiefs, for Pacheco and the training staff, you know, per him to feel like that he's going to be completely ready 100% for the regular season. Mike Edwards, he did miss a portion of, of OTAs, and he had a, a hamstring injury, as he described. He also confirms he's 100% more of a rotational safety for the Kansas City Chiefs, so I think that's a good thing. And good to see him up here. I mean, that, that, was, that goes back to the Ross point, not to, not to uh, continue to just beat a dead horse, but the fact that he missed OTAs made him want to come up to Kansas City early to try to get a little bit of a, uh, an edge on, on getting his playbook down so he can be ready for Sunday. This is a guy that's been in the league, won a Super Bowl championship, unfortunately, with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So just to see him up here, I thought was a very good thing. And Jamari Connor continues to, to learn the playbook, and that'll be important for him. Uh, I think this is going to be a learning year for him, more so than one where he is uh, necessarily uh, contributing. Um, and so I, I think he's taken that and tried learning a lot. Steve Spagnuolo throws a lot at these rookies, so uh, he confirmed that and feels like he's in a good place, and we will see what he can do when the veterans arrive on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's an underrated uh, group that we should be paying attention to for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like We know Justin Reed, who I think was tweeting last week or something about, about second year in Steve Spagnuolo's system, like watch out. And then you have Brian Cook, who showed all kinds of promise as a rookie, and then the veteran Mike Edwards, who we're going to see a lot of this season. And then you know, I don't know if Jamari Connor's going to play a ton of defensive snaps as a rookie, but that safety room is quietly very interesting for the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Yeah, Justin Reed early this offseason was honest about you know how long it really took to learn. The second half of the season, he mentioned the Bengals' regular season game where he finally felt comfortable. So that's been one of my offseason bold predictions, and I, I think it is one of these things where Justin Reed feels really comfortable. He's going to feel really comfortable at the start of the year. When you do that and Steve Spagnuolo puts you in the right positions, you might have more interceptions, which tends to lead you to potentially an all-pro season. So I like the prospect of an all-pro season for Justin Reed this year. He's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. Make sure you're checking out all of our training camp coverage over at arrowheadpride.com and right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. If you're listening to us on the podcast page, make sure you stick around. Immediately following the camp report, we will have all of the press conferences from today. That's running back Isaiah Pacheco, rookie safety Chamari Connor, and veteran safety Mike Edwards. And as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Veteran report tomorrow pete we will talk to you again all right another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. As I already mentioned on the Chiefs training camp report on Wednesday, we heard from running back Isaiah Pacheco, veteran safety Mike Edwards, and rookie safety Chamari Connor. We'll go in that order, starting with Isaiah Pacheco, then Mike Edwards, and we'll wrap things up with Jamari Connor. Here's the Chiefs' second-year running back. Surgeries and everything. How did that go? How are you feeling right now? I'm feeling great right now. Um, it just, you know, it's a process, and you know that that takes time. And for me to just continue to listen to the staff and um, and trust in myself. What was the in that Super Bowl playing that game with those injuries and getting through it and everything? What was it like? I mean, what did you kind of have to do and tell yourself to get through that? Um, it wasn't bothering me. We had two weeks to recover. I got uh, a little injured in a championship game, so we had two weeks to recover. I was, uh, you know, I was I was good with the recovery to what we did with the staff, and I was able to play. They got me right. Isaiah, how often do you find yourself having to sort of check yourself? Because I'm sure you want to be able to do everything, especially missing OTAs now as you're getting eased in. Um, you know, that's that's daily, man. So for me, I'm just being uh unsatisfied and willing to work. Um, just. It's more to work, and like I said, uh, and that takes with the unit. Um, and when they get here, I know we're going to have a good time. You had the injury in the NFC Championship game. Was the shoulder already hurt too? Or? Yeah, shoulder was already hurt, but it wasn't a big problem. What about you? Year one to year two. What are you trying to look uh, look forward to improving upon? Um, is the details. Um, detailing my notes more. Um, just finding little things to get better at. And you know, for me, I want to uh, run for a thousand yards. So that's the goal, obviously, but. It starts here today, practice day by day. Um, not as much, but for me, um, and we, we, I trust the staff, and uh, we're able to, uh, to work out a plan. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into shape, man. We're working. You looked yesterday like you were one of the most energetic guy out there. Was that by design? No, nah, that's just me. That's me every day, and I'm saying ain't, ain't never gonna get no more better than that. the White House, the SBs. What was your favorite part of the offseason? Um, my favorite part of offseason was uh, the ring ceremony, um, reuniting with the guys that you know we went 
played all season with um, to get that and achieve it. So seeing those guys again, and then in the White House, it was reunited. Um, for me, it just felt like a, a, a team. What I would have known coming in, I would say everything that you're looking forward to um, is just taking it day by day. So, like I said, the rookies take it day by day. I'm saying you just got to keep detailing your notes and, and find more ways to get better every day. Absolutely. Um, whenever uh, coaches uh, allow me uh, to, to play and when I'm, um, he says you're good to go, that's when I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show. What was, what was the hardest part of the last season for you, I'd say, to sort of, when you felt like you had to overcome to obviously have a, 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 an ending like you wanted last year? Um, I don't think there was nothing I had to overcome. It was just, just outworking myself and, and, and finding ways to, to get better, and that, that came with the coaching. I saw you on the side working out. Seems like that workout is much tougher than, than practice. You know um, absolutely. You know, just finding that 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 edge, and that's for me. Uh, just those little details and, and pushing myself the hardest I can. So when that time comes, when the coach says I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Oh, it's just hot. It's going to only get hotter. For me, um, I've been here before, um, so I, I know what's to come, and um, I'm satisfied. So I just got to keep working. Um, for me, um, I'm really not worried about the teams. I'm worried about one team, and that's us right now. And when that first team comes, take it one game at a time. What do you enjoy most about training from last year's experience? Oh, it's the work. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is where you get the, the most out of it. And pff, ain't no more, ain't nothing better than the camp when you with your guys and you pushing each other day in, day out to get better. Beginning last year, how much do you feel like you've come along in the passing game? And how, how much are you looking forward to getting more involved in that? Um, just, just finding uh, those extra catches after practice and just getting my hands prepared for when Pat decides to throw it. You know what I'm saying I, I'm, I'm ready. Isaiah, what do you think of Denaire so far? Say Oh, he's good. Um, he's going to keep working. Um, there's more to come. There's more to learn. And like I said, just, it's day by day. Um, it takes time, but he's working hard. He's a good worker, and that's what we do. We work hard. Were you glad to see Jared resign with the team and come back? I'm sure he was Absolutely. Um, Jerry was definitely a leader, and he still uh, calls and check up on us even day in and day out so far, um, checking in. So can't excited to wait uh, to get to him. Uh, you talk about um, being on the side, being in the jacket and everything. Just um, how long have you had that joy, and just where does that come from? Man, right now I'm backed up on a little bit of, you know what I'm saying, play. So it's, it's for me, I got to let that, that, that energy out. So that's what I'm going to do when I'm on the field. Two more, we'll go Nate and then Emily. Go ahead, Nate. Isaiah, with the rehab, when did you feel, obviously you started day one basically here, but when did you feel that the rehab put you in a position to be available this early into camp? Um, that was getting uh, the the rehab right after the Super Bowl and hitting on it hard. So, therefore, when the time come like this, uh, I'm prepared. Did you feel like you do that after the ring ceremony, or was there something that you did between the ring ceremony and training camp just to make sure you were you were ready for this? Um, just the mindset. Um Work hard every day in, day out. Um, unsatisfied, like I said. So I just had to keep finding that, that edge and, and keep working. Emily? 
big spread. What was your favorite food at the White House? Um, I say the ham and cheese with the French toast bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you. So, thank you. How are you adjusting to being a member of the Chiefs, and how's the adjustment period been so far? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, learning a new playbook and learning a new system is always tough. Seemed like a rookie again, but uh, a little more knowledge, though. But uh, definitely a good thing to, uh, you know, learn new de defense and uh, trying to hone in and soak in everything. So pretty good so far. Can you take us through your decision-making process coming to Kansas City? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of just weighing – Weighing out the options and uh, you know seeing what the market was, and uh, you know just trying to see what the best fit for me. Uh, talking to my family, my agent, everything, and I mean this is kind of the best best option, best fit for me. What, what makes it a good fit for you here? Everything, the coaching staff, to Andy Reid, down the Spags, to Coach Merritt, and everything. Uh, I mean they just uh, overall great defense system and deep, great coaching staff, and uh, I love the players here. Uh, you know. Won a Super Bowl last year. It always, you know, a good winning program. So I want to come to uh, some part like that. How did you come to the decision to? How did you come to the decision to come to this camp specifically? To this? Yeah, the early camp. Oh, uh, kind of dealing with a little injury from OTAs and everything. So I wanted to bounce back and trying to get ahead on everything before everybody else came back. So just trying to get ahead on everything. What was the injury? How did you work through it? Just hamstrings, a little hamstring. So I was trying to didn't want to rush anything. Just you know. I'm a been in the league five years, kind of know everything in my body, so kind of just wanted to ease my way back in and kind of 100% now, so I'm good. Andy okay. Reid's camps are known throughout the league for being a little bit tougher. Have you gotten the feel? I mean, you're not in full veteran mode yet, but right. have you gotten the feel that that's true? Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's real, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not like how it is. Uh, it's going to be, you know, when everybody else come back in a few weeks or whatever. I know it's going to ramp up even more, so got to get in the top shape. But even now, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. So it's good work, though. It's, it's definitely what everybody needs, and uh, everybody be ready for first game and everything. So good work. What do you kind of anticipate being your role with this team? Because, you know, obviously you got Justin here, and Brian's an up-and-coming guy. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of see yourself fitting in? Wherever. Uh, wherever they need me, safety, dime, nickel, wherever they want to fit me at. I know we got guys all over from, you know, top to bottom playing dime, corner, everybody's playing. Uh, we got a lot of DBs, so wherever they want to fit me in, I'll fit in wherever, trying to learn, like I said, learn a playbook, learn each spot uh, in the end and outs of defense, so wherever they want me at. What have been your impressions so far, the guys, in your group and everything? Oh, phenomenal. Uh, they real coachable. They want to learn. That's what I love. Uh, good playmakers. Uh, everybody wants to learn. Like I said, uh, everybody wants to make a play. And uh, from the top, uh, you know, Jay Reed been here. Uh, he been in the league for six years. Uh, so he's kind of like the uh, like the veteran guy out there. So learn, he's a good, knowledgeable guy. So I learned from him when I first got here. And uh, they got we got guys all over, like I said. So everybody come in and play. Everybody just ready to work. What are you like, really impressed with Chamari? is a uh, phenomenal player. I mean, he's a rookie. He's kind of like me, kind of when I was a rookie. Uh, you know, he learns pretty. He learns very well. You can see he got some things you can't teach. Uh, as far as like instincts and everything, he just has that. Some some people can't have that, and you see that from him. Um, he can play all over. He can play dime, safety. So he could, he could be used all over. So I really like how he's improved. What have your impressions been of, of Justin Reed and Brian Cook? Even though you weren't on the field with them at OTAs, just in the meeting room session. Yeah, they're real smart. Like I said, Jay Reed been in the league for a long time. He's you know the veteran guy out there. So learn from him. 
Uh, and Brian B. Cook, he, he doesn't look like he was a rookie last year. He looks phenomenal. He's making all the calls back there and uh, look like a vet out there. So my guy, you know, be of him from Cincinnati, so got to, you know, got that Cincinnati tie, so got to love him. So we, we're doing good back there. A lot of players when they first get here, they'll talk about seeing the standard being different from other places. Do you see that or have you noticed that yet? I know it's kind of early. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you can see why they win all the time. Uh, from from training camp, uh, OTAs, mini camp, everything, uh, they just do it the right way. And they do it uh, a hard, you know, challenge everybody, you know, keep everybody to a high standard. And like I said, you can see why they win. You can see why they got going for a uh, championship, going to Super Bowl every year. That's, that's the main goal is win a Super Bowl. You Last about, two, let's go Nate and Blair. Three, go. You, you talked about uh, learning a playbook. Spags' playbook has, you know, been known to be pretty tough. How, how comfortable are you with it and where are you, you know, learning right now? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, um, going back from uh, when I was in Tampa, bowl system was kind of tough too. So yeah. it kind of, you know, Carried me over to this. It's a new. I mean, it's a whole different playbook. But like I said, it's a. It got me right for this playbook. Uh, and he got a lot of great things in, a lot of great schemes in. People coming all over the place. So uh, it's a good thing. It's a good fit. So uh, just trying to learn it, get you know, feel it in, in and out of sort of playbook. So that's all it is to it. Just curious, did you have any conversations with the Chiefs pre-draft back four or five years ago? I don't think so. No. Year we won the Super Bowl, I actually wasn't the main starter. Uh, but when we did play Kansas City in the Super Bowl, we kind of ran like a three safety look, six DBs on the field. So we kind of just mixed in and out uh, all different personnel. So I would say, I mean, even if you're not starting, uh, I feel like everybody's, you know, a lot of guys going to play in and out. And uh, even if you don't start, like I said, uh, you got to be ready because somebody in the office will come, come down, get injured, or, I mean, whenever your time is up, you got to be ready. So. That's kind of how I took the uh, took it when I was a backup, kind of like a third safety my first two three years, and then you know came as a starter. So like I said, I always gotta be ready no matter what. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's your first uh, Chiefs camp going for you. Uh, it's going it's going good. Feel good to be back out here, getting back in the swing of things. Well, how's it compared to Virginia Tech? Or- from uh, I said they they similar. Yeah, it's a lot of similarities. So I'm kind of used to the college camp type of thing. So it's been going pretty good. It looks like so far you've you've been asked to kind of do a, a few different things and line up at different spots. Do you kind of relish that? I mean, is that something you feel comfortable with? Oh uh, yeah, I'm definitely comfortable with it. You know, I've been doing it for most of my career, so it's definitely something that I like doing and feel comfortable doing. Uh, you know, just just learning from Coach Spaz. You know, he always on me. So just just to get all that information from him and learn from somebody who's been doing it so long, it's been great for me. So, Mike said uh, you have some traits that uh, that he saw himself when he was working Mike Edwards. Uh, just what have you learned from him, and, and what does it mean just to hit some of that so early in camp? Um, I'm, I'm learning a lot. You know, I can always 
ask Mike question or you know get some feedback from him. But it's been great just to see a guy that been been doing it for a minute, been in the league for a while, and just be able to learn from them. So it's been good. What's Dave Merritt's message to you been early through OTAs and now as you kind of transition to training camp? Um, you know, kind of just just get the information and you know put it on the field, just so that I can do it and just apply myself. So. Um, I think it's been pretty good, you know, going through OTAs, being able to already see um, most of what I'm learning. So just being able to already get it, then come back and learn it again, been really good for me. How great is it to have a camp for just the rookies and a couple of veterans so you get a little more attention? Uh, it's great to, you know, be out here before the vets get get back in the swing of things before they come because you already know when they come, it's all it's all it's go time. It's already go time, but the um, it's definitely gonna be up when the vets get here. So it's great to get here early and get on the field, get in the swing of things. Does it feel a little surreal to pinch yourself at all when you see Pat Mahomes on the other side and you know he's yeah you know, you're trying to defend him that quarterback? Yeah, it's definitely definitely surreal. You know, it's something that I've been wanting to do my whole life. You know, just to be able to make it to this level. So it's definitely surreal, but. You know, I'm 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 used to it. And I kinda in OTAs it was like that, but I kinda get got it now. What's been the biggest learning curve for you in your opinion out here working with the team? Um I I say just playing fast and just trying to play fast and get all the information that they've been giving out. So just just getting the information. Hearing guys kinda talk about their rings and the ring ceremony, does that motivate you at all to, to be a part of a team that, that wins another one? Oh, that definitely motivates me, you know. I definitely want to be a Super Bowl winner, so definitely motivate me a lot for this upcoming season and the rest of my career. We're still a little ways away from when you know, you get to put on the pads and it really gets your first NFL contact. Are you looking forward to that? Are you kind of relishing what it's going to be like when you really get to that level and you get to that intensity? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, it's, it's football. That's what we do. We put the pads on. We go hit guys, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Next week, you have the fans here. You have, you know, the vets here. What are you looking forward to most, and what have you learned, you know, about St. Joe? Have you heard anything, you know, prior to coming? Oh, I'm not. I haven't really, I haven't really heard much. But I say just to just to keep keep building and keep stacking days and keep learning from when the definitely when the vets get here, keep learning from those guys and um, just put it on display. Yesterday, some of the draft picks talked about this rookie class being very close. Last night, your first night in the dorm, do you kind of see how this environment and what you're expecting with this group, I mean, to bond? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, it's definitely great being with the, being with this this rookie class, you know, bonding with those guys and getting even closer than, than before than in OTAs because definitely we all stand together. So yeah, it's been great getting with those guys. Any pranksters in the group? Um, nah, not yet. Not yet that I've seen. Thank you.